each morning. In every corner of our world, nearly one out of every two people wake up and face life's challenges, never knowing the love, the grace, the power of Jesus Christ. As the Foursquare Church, it is our conviction, our assignment in this world to bring light into darkness, to every day journey into the world's difficult places to reach those that are often hardest to reach. We do bold things, difficult things, some may even say crazy things in an effort to reunite creation with their creator. We will risk it all. We will give our all to ensure tonight one less woman, man, or child drifts off to sleep without knowing the life-changing power of truly knowing Jesus. Well, good morning, Cheney Face Center, and I want to welcome all of you that are watching online this morning. It's so great to have you, and um, I am encouraged about today. I'm so excited about today. Today is one of those Sundays on the calendar that um, is kind of like Christmas and Easter. You get super excited about. Well, I'm super excited today about Mission Sunday. I'm excited because there's several purposes that we have for Mission Sunday, and the first purpose is to remind us as a church the mission of Christ. The mission of the church is to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Amen? And so this morning I want to remind you of a couple verses. Let me read some to you that are helpful to remind us of the mission of Christ. The first one is in Acts 1.8. And in Acts 1.8, Jesus said this, But you, and he was talking to his disciples, but could you just make it personally to yourself too, because you're a follower of Christ, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is the mission of Christ. Also, some of his last words are recorded in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. We call it the Great Commission. And Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Could you say go really loud with me? And make disciples. Say make disciples really loud. Make disciples. We're called to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. These are the last two things that Jesus said that remind us the most important thing he asks us to do is to share Jesus with the entire world. Now, that starts with your neighbor next door, and it ends with somebody in the middle of the Amazon jungle, right? That's what we're called to do, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. We are currently in a study in the book of 1 Corinthians, and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. I love reading the New Testament, but it's interesting that the letter to the Corinthian church, 1 and 2 Corinthians, was written by a missionary. The Apostle Paul was one of the greatest missionaries we know, and most of the New Testament are all letters back to the people that he went to cities and shared Jesus with. So Corinth and Ephesus and Philippi and Thessalonica and Galatia and all these places. They're places that Paul went as a missionary, shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, 
and then wrote back to them about how to live for Christ. And so this morning, we want to be reminded that the mission of Cheney Faith Center is to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. I also want us to have Mission Sunday because I want to remind each of us, every one of us that goes to Cheney Faith Center, that you are a missionary. You can take the gospel of Jesus Christ to your neighbor, your coworkers, your family, your friends. Every single one of us is a missionary because a missionary is simply someone that takes the gospel and shares Jesus with someone else. We also do Mission Sunday because we want to encourage you about the missionaries that we support as a church. So we support several missionaries as a church. We want to educate you about who they are. And so several of our missionaries are not here today, so they will be sharing via video. And then some of our missionaries are going to be here live, and they're going to be introduced and interviewed, and you'll get to hear from them personally about what's going on in their life and how they're uh, doing missionary work right now during COVID. And so that's going to be great. We're encouraged that they are here. We want to also, we, once a year at least, we want to publicly show you who they are so that you can know who to pray for throughout the year, but also who you can give financially to. Because these are individuals who have said, I'm not going to get my income from being a doctor. I'm going to get my income from serving Jesus. And as the church, we get to support them financially and help them go to the ends of the earth or to serve where they're at. So that's good. And then I also, lastly, uh, we do Mission Sunday as well because we want to encourage someone listening to become a missionary. I believe there's someone listening today that God is going to call you to be a missionary. And right now, he's going to begin to stir your heart and stir your mind. And you're going to begin to hear the Holy Spirit speak to you and say, I want you to serve me the rest of your life as a missionary. And so these are the reasons, these are the purposes for Mission Sunday, and so we're really encouraged by them. And so I'm going to ask you to pray for us this morning, and then we're going to watch a video from Gary and Paula Hayes, our missionaries uh, that are part of Think Small, and they do missions work to children all around the world. And I have something really encouraging to tell you. They started their ministry in 2007. The heart of their mission work was to bring the gospel to children, and children would bring their parents, and families would get saved, and, they would, and then they would disciple those kids. But their goal, their heart, and their mission was to see a million kids get saved. Isn't that an awesome vision? Well, I have good news. Just this month, October, they're halfway there. They've had 500,000 children come to believe in Jesus Christ. Can we give the Lord a hand for that? So Gary and Paula are going to share via video. So let me pray, and then we're going to watch their video, and then we're going to worship the Lord in song. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for our missionaries, the missionaries that we support, and the missionaries around the world that are willing to dedicate their lives to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to take you to all nations. Lord, we believe that every single person on our planet was created in the image of God that they are someone loved by you. They're someone that Jesus, when you were on the cross and dying for, you were thinking of that person. And Lord, they're scattered all over our planet, seven billion of them, all waiting to hear the powerful and awesome message of the love and grace of Jesus Christ. 
Lord, I pray that you would help us to be missionaries right where we're at, but that you would also help us to be people that are celebrating the missionaries that we know, are praying for them, and giving financially to see the gospel of Jesus Christ preached to the ends of the earth. Lord, would you be with us this morning as we celebrate you and as we celebrate the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We all said, amen. All right, let's watch this video from the haze. Hey, everyone. This is Gary and Paula Hayes. Great to, uh, great to kind of see you. I know you're out there in Cheney, and uh, we miss you. We were there last year, had a great time. And I'm going to turn this over to Paula real quick and let her give you a little bit of a little, little, little foundational uh, moment. Go ahead, hon. So we are Gary and Paula Hayes. We're Foursquare Missionaries, and we're also the directors of Think Small, which is a ministry that is currently in seven nations in Africa, Asia, and North and South America. We train local churches to do two things. One is to fulfill the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations. <laughs> and we believe children are the key to that. Yeah. And also we train them in prevention of child trafficking, abuse, and drugs as a bridge into the community to share the gospel. True, but I want to share with you real quickly, uh, when I was talking with Pastor Mark, we talked a little bit about the uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo and how they're suffering so much during the COVID uh, season without food. And so uh, in, in partnership with the local churches, our teams have been going in and bringing food to uh, very poor villagers. And so this is an example of them walking into some of these more desolate places in Eastern Congo, uh, carrying food and bringing them to mothers and fathers, uh, parents, even pastors who are suffering without food, uh, so that they might indeed feed their families during this difficult time. But secondly, more than that, even, is the eternal connection they have with God through the process. And so it's not only been a food relief, it's been a spiritual relief, if you will, uh, program. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, not only for kids, as you can see, family ministries as well. Even with clothing, not only food. Uh, these people have uh, really suffered in terms of even have, not being able to have money to buy clothes, just basic clothes. The other part I would say on the, on the COVID side with our teams is even the ones who are not involved in uh, food relief have been deeply invested into spiritual development. So they have been practicing their, their Think Small workshops and outreaches. They've been in daily devotions. They've learned how to pray for one another. They have Zoom meetings on a regular basis. So we thought, so our approach to COVID is we are not going to be the victims. We're going to be the conquerors, you know, and uh, uh, in Timothy, uh, you know, uh, God says, that uh, he has made us more than conquerors. So we're claiming victory through the COVID. We'd like to invite you all to join our Think Small Global team. And if you can join our Facebook yeah. page, that'd be awesome and sign up for our updates. And thank you for your prayers and support. Please pray for wisdom yeah. and guidance for us, all, all of our teams, as God calls us to go even further into other nations mm -hmm. and pray for all the children to come to Christ so we can bring this great harvest in. And would please pray for more partnerships because so, together we can do this and we can fulfill the great commission in our lifetime. Thank you. Yeah, and we just want to thank you uh, very much because uh, Chini uh, Foursquare, you have been 
a uh, key partner for us over the last couple of years. And, yeah. uh, and, and what you have been doing, both collectively and individually, has impacted the kingdom of God through the children and lives are being saved because of your partnership and your prayers. So thank you so much for being on the, uh, on the Think Small team with us. Be great. All right, so we're going to watch a short video by Keegan and Abigail Ronholt, uh, some missionaries that we support, and see where they're at and what they're doing. And then we're going to be getting the stage prepared as well for our uh, Eastern Washington University missionaries to come up and share uh, what Jesus is doing through them right now. So let's watch. Hello, Cheney Faith Center. My name is Keegan Ronholt, and this is my wife, Abigail, and we are missionaries with Youth of the Mission, YWAM. And up until the beginning of COVID, we were Bible teaching for the School of Biblical Studies in Chico, California, but then COVID happened. Yes, and we, like many other missionaries, were displaced. And so currently we are living with my family in Wisconsin. Um, things have looked uh, pretty different here as far as ministry. But we've been able to do Bible studies over Zoom, as well as socially distant meetings with family and friends. And so that's pretty much what ministry has looked like over here. Um, we've also been using this opportunity for Keegan to complete his bachelor's degree. So. Yeah, and that's finishing my bachelor's degree that I started uh, back in 2011 at Eastern. Uh, we're using this opportunity to pick up where I left off. Uh, the bachelor degree, when I have it, will open up a lot of different doors to other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, when and if they open up, um, it'll allow us to be able to get into the countries and have a, a, a better visa to stay. Yeah. So this opens up a lot of options for when the countries start opening up and it opens up better job opportunities while we're waiting. So yeah. That's a bit about us. Um, yeah. I think we're in the same position as a lot of you guys are. Mm -hmm. uh, feels like it's a bit of limbo but yeah. uh, we appreciate your prayers as we're figuring out what God has for us next. And just understand that we're praying for you guys too. Uh, we're lifting up all of you that, that this would be a season and a time that, that God would be able to meet you, um, that God mm -hmm. would move in your lives, um, that we would all begin to see what God has for us, even in the midst of what may feel like limbo. So yeah. thank you guys. Uh, we love you all and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. I'm going to ask our EW missionaries to come on up. Would you give them a hand as they come? Well, um, I was thinking about introducing them, and I wanted to share with you something that uh, is near to my heart. Some of, some of my heroes are individuals that make great sacrifices for Jesus. They're people that will go to places where people have never heard the truth about Jesus, missionaries that will go to places that are hostile towards the gospel, where authorities are antagonistic towards the gospel, where persecution is a regular place uh, with people that are doing work with the gospel. These are some of my heroes. They'll, they'll go to places where there's a small contingency of believers, and they're definitely the minority. They'll go to places that where the, the, the people are hardest to reach with the gospel. Missionaries that will do bold and crazy and things to reunite their creator with the created. Of course, I'm talking about missionaries that will go to college campuses. <laughs> to institutes of higher learning. Now we laugh, but it's true, isn't it? 
It's incredibly unfortunate that our places of higher learning and our colleges and universities have been the hardest places to reach with the gospel. But the good news is this morning we get to introduce to you four couples and, and single people too. <laughs> Sammy. Maybe not for long. Who knows? Maybe there's somebody in the room or somebody she already knows. I don't know. But um, these are my heroes. Because they're going to, in our country, they're going to the hardest place, aren't they? To that place where the gospel is needed the most. And so I want to say for me and from us, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the gospel to hard places. All right. Thank you, Mark. So uh, some of you are new since last year when we did our Missions Emphasis Sunday. And so um, I think it'd be good for everyone to hear a little bit about each one of you, and then we'll um, kind of take turns with other questions. So first of all, we're just going to go down the line. Um, tell us who you are and where you guys are from, and then how long have you been serving at EW in your ministry? Uh, well, I my name is Mike, Mike May. Uh, this is my wife, Anna. Um, we are from the west side of Washington, a small town called DeElm. And we got connected with Kyle at Central Washington University, where we both did our undergrads. Um, and I did the internship with, uh, with Kyle at Central. And then I came over here to Eastern. And she married me and followed me. And she teaches at Mead High School in the DLC SPED program. I've been here for a year. I'm Sammy. Um, this is my fifth year living in Cheney, but second year working with Crew, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. Um, I'm from the Tri-Cities, so I came here for school, and yeah, excited to be here. Well, my name's Karen Triplett, and I do have a husband and child watching from home because she's almost two and probably couldn't hang out in the sanctuary. So um, I am originally from Chehalis, Washington, on the west side. Um, I got involved with Chi Alpha at Western in Bellingham when I was a student and moved here. This is my 10th year with Chi Alpha, this going into my 10th year. Uh, my name is Taylor Griffin, and this is my wife, Cassidy. And we met at Central Washington University, just like Mike and Anna. And uh, we've been married for four years and have been at Eastern for one. Awesome. And Karen, I was just thinking, it's been about 10 years that, and uh, for the long, longest time, you are, were the only missionary up at EW that we, we support. In fact, you were one of our first ones when we said, hey, we're going to support someone long term. So um, you've been here the longest with us, the veteran. So as a veteran, what I'm curious, what drew you into college ministries? Because it is kind of a rare ministry. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, when I was a student at Western, there's a really large Kyle ministry there, an internship, kind of one of the flagship ministries. And um, I had someone that was mentoring me that was like, well, what if you did the internship and did like a worship focus, which if you're part of Cheney Faith, you might know that I also lead worship here. So that was like, okay, that's, that's appealing to me. Um, but at the end of that year of of working with students and being on campus and discipling, 
students, and I was really trying to weigh, like, do I do this full time? Do I move across to Cheney? Had never heard of it before, <laughs> before I moved here, you guys. And, and I was single at the time. I just didn't know what that meant. And, and the Lord was like, it, it wasn't like a, like a threat, like, I'm calling you to ministry, and if you don't do this, and you go do something else instead. It was more of like this invitation of like, look at what I've done with you this last year. And like, you could do this on another campus. You could do this, I mean, for the rest of your life. At that point, it was a five-year commitment, but I've been here a little bit longer than that. <laughs> and so obviously the Lord has kept inviting me to keep doing that and seeing what I could do with students. And so I accepted that invitation. And if you know, if you follow God's plan for your life, you're like, you you end up doing great things and staying in it maybe longer than you thought you would. Amen. God is good. <laughs> and I'm sure that you, your longevity has offered some continuity to the ministry too, and I appreciate that. And then Sammy is our only, this Chi Alpha, Chi Alpha, Chi Alpha crew. So um, we got to know you about a year or so ago and uh, really felt compelled to support you. So what drew you into uh, ministry um, at Eastern? Yeah, well, like I said, I went to Eastern as a student, and two things pop into my head when I, I mean, I think there's so many things God used to uh, bring me into college ministry, but um, yeah, I came into school as like a really insecure freshman, and so I think, yeah, I think of two main things is like my experience being reached by a college ministry. It happened to be crew. Um, and then also just learning more about Jesus's heart is like not just for me to be reached, but for everyone to be reached. Um, and <laughs> my first class at Eastern, I uh, showed up five minutes late which is still a growth area, but <laughs> and like there was one spot open in the front row. And so I did the walk of shame to my first <laughs> class, but it was no mistake. Um, the girl to my right invited me to go to crew with her and she was a student and throughout the rest of the year, she ended up discipling me and meeting with me, but I did grow up in a Christian home. And so I thought like, oh, we're going to do a Bible study and I'm going to know all the answers. And nothing will be new. But the very first meeting, she started asking questions like, how would you define sin? And if you were like to die today, what would you say to God? Like, if he asked you, why should I let you in with me? And I didn't know how to answer those questions. Um, and so throughout college, like I just, God transformed my life of what it means to actually follow Jesus and live like him and not just say it. Um, and so then I still remember I was sitting in a coffee shop my senior year asking God, um, am I going to teach this year? Like freaking out what's my next step. And he brought to mind all of these people from classes in, in my dorm that still don't know Jesus, and they were about to graduate. And then he brought me to the passage that says, the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few, therefore ask God of the harvest mm. to send workers. And 
it was just very clear, like, there is work to be done, and I'm calling you, even if you're afraid. Well, I'm glad you said yes. Thank you. Well, it's been a few years since I was a student at Eastern, um, and I can't even really recall many of the challenges that I faced as a Christian and meeting a lot of non-Christians, but what is today's college student, what are some of their biggest challenges? Mike, can you answer that? Yeah. Uh, well, for starters, the food sometimes <laughs> is a big challenge. Um, so that's sometimes a bummer. Uh, but I think a lot of the challenges that college students face are um, kind of like the same challenges we all face of just kind of like, what exists out there? You know, where do I belong? Who am I? What am I supposed to do here on this earth? Um, what major should I do? Should I change my major for the fourth time? <laughs> um, and so I think what a lot of the answers to those challenges are is just befriending college students mm -hmm. and like getting to know them and then through that sharing the answer which is Jesus and we're all here to kind of submit to Jesus's lordship over our lives. So yeah. Thank you. And Cassidy, would you like to add to that challenges that you see? Yeah, I think this year it's like an added challenge is isolation. Mm. Um, it's very hard for students to meet people or make friends. Um, and I think at Eastern specifically, we've noticed um, even last year it was hard for students to make friends. So add COVID on top of that. Um, I think people are really, really lonely. And I think that drives them to like certain things that they might not have done before. So mm -hmm. I think that uh, something I've noticed for this year specifically is like there's no reason to get up in the morning to go to your class. So you might as well just drink every night mm -hmm. and drink to vomiting and you know blacking out and stuff. So I think there's like quite a bit of like despair and like isolation and it's really sad to see um, especially like this year you generally see that every year but I think it's a little bit more extreme this year so that's kind of another big challenge I see yeah it's hard enough when you have a supportive family around but then now most of them are away from that and then so it's kind of interesting I'd like to hear what does your ministry do to kind of meet those challenges? What have they done maybe historically, and then what are they doing this year kind of differently with COVID? So if you want to answer that kind of part-time, there may be things that you can't do right now, but you've done that have been effective. And then what are you working on this year? Um, Sam, you want to share what Crew's doing to kind of meet the challenges for students? Yeah. Um, isolation. That's so true. I think every single girl I've talked to is like, this is the first, this is like the only thing I've done outside of my dorm all week. Mm -hmm. And that's just like, oh, the, I remember living in the dorms. It was hard just, mm -hmm. yeah, without COVID. Um, but yeah, something we're offering this year, I am just so grateful to be on a team of people that actually know how to use technology. <laughs> <laughs> because I just don't. <laughs> um, and I'm learning, but yeah. Um, what, an opportunity to meet new freshmen was a survey that 
they accessed uh, through our Instagram. And so we were able to make little trifolds and have them in the pub. Hmm. Um, and then also talk to people with our masks on in the pub. Um, but anyway, it was like an Amazon gift card giveaway. And so in order to um, qualify for it, you had to be a freshman. And you'd click the link in our Instagram and then fill out your name, your number, your dorm. And then there were two questions. Um, if you wanted to learn more about crew and if you were interested in talking about spiritual things. And so then what we were able to do is contact them if they said yes and take them to coffee off campus, mm. and talk to them without a mask on, still socially distant, or whatever they preferred, um, mask or not, to be respectful. Mm. But yeah, I think um, that met a need of isolation maybe. Mm. Um, just even in comparison to last year, talking to new girls, um, just they, they didn't want to leave the conversation, like three hours mm. sometimes. I'm like, okay, I got to go. <laughs> but it was just cool um, how God is showing up there. And then a few things we're doing are, they're called the high five groups, and they're five weeks, um, and they're five different ones. So the one I'm getting to do is called Northwest is Best. And we're like taking students, we're meeting at hiking places. <laughs> and the, the goal is to have an environment that isn't spiritually focused, but that can foster spiritual conversation to a student that maybe wouldn't show up to our Crew Connect Bible study in the pub where it's solely scripture focused. So. There's like a coffee one, um, there, a couple others. It's called the Ballers. They're like play sports and stuff. I don't go to that one. <laughs> There's a couple others. <laughs> so those are a couple of things that we're doing this quarter. Awesome. And thank goodness for technology. I can't imagine going through this and not getting to use technology to overcome those obstacles. How about you, um, Taylor? Yeah, totally. Um, you asked Sammy, and I was kind of leaning in, like, "Yeah, what are you, what are you guys doing to <laughs> figure this out?" Because we're we're totally still in the phase of um, figuring out how are we going to continue to reach students, especially as the weather uh, cools down a bit. Um, social media certainly is kind of where we're ramping up our game. Um, we've met almost maybe maybe all of our new students via Instagram this year, mm. which is completely different from last year, where we met, I think, about 100% of our students in person, just uh, sitting down with them, um, meeting them on campus, tabling. Those are all things we can't do this year. So there's definitely been a huge shift. Um, I think that um, something I'm sure that Sammy would say is true for crew and is really true on our Chi Alpha team is that we, we just believe in the power of prayer. And so, um, we take that seriously enough so we're, we're just prayer walking every single day. Um, we like to circle the campus in prayer once at least, each of us, and um, asking for, for the Lord to you know, make those students known to us because we know that they're there. It's like Cassidy was saying, we know that students are feeling isolated. 
and part of the problem there is that there's not a ton of opportunities to meet them. Um, especially when, if you've been in the pub, that you know tables are more than six feet apart, one chair per table, you can't interact. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so social media is definitely where we're kind of ramping up. We're doing daily devotionals um, on weekdays. So we're going through the Psalms and just providing some, some kind of thoughts and maybe a question for someone to think about um, as they read through the Psalm of the day. And so I think we're, we're kind of gaining some traction there, but that's, that's one of the main ways that we're meeting those. And, and we, do, we do small groups, of course, during the mm. week that we advertise and, um, yeah, and socially distance during. Great. And I'm going to have you just hop on to our next. So uh, we want to hear stories of how people have been changed um, through the power of the Holy Spirit on campus using you and your ministry. And if you want to jump on there, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my favorite stories from last year was um, a guy named Devin. And uh, we met Devin the first week of classes uh, last year. And this is um, this guy had just started to date a girl who's a Christian. He's not a Christian, not a believer. Um, so I had mixed feelings, because normally I encourage my students to not date unbelievers. But uh, here was I was getting an unbeliever who was started to date a Christian. So I thought, well, stay together for now. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Uh, but this was this was great because he kind of felt a, a need to get connected with a Bible study somehow. He just felt, uh, I think his girlfriend had encouraged him to do so. And so it was an easy connection. And when I f was first getting to know him, it was, um, I mean, we're talking brand new to the faith. So I mentioned Moses and he was like, who now? You know, and um, it's like, okay, well, let's just start at the very beginning. Um, very good place to start. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> thank, thank you for that laugh. <laughs> uh, so I mean, yeah, th this was a whole. This was a whole year of just walking through from from the, you know, the basic things about what we believe. And Devin grew um, every single of our core groups. We call our Bible small group Bible studies core groups. He just would grow, and he would come with questions to our one on ones, and he was coming to our Tuesday groups, and started to really worship said that worship was like one of his favorite times um, of the week. And I think now that COVID um, is, is here, uh, Devin decided to take this year off uh, going to classes at Eastern, but I've stayed in touch with him over Zoom. And now he, you know, coming from a completely unbelieving family, he's starting to, you know, ask about how do I start these conversations with my family? How do we how do we, he's kind of making the connections, like, they actually don't believe what I believe now. And so what does that look like now that I'm spending all this time with them? And Devin just grew tremendously. He reads the Bible. Um, he's, uh, he's starting to learn how to evangelize. And it's just cool to see, you know, this, this college student who um, started for, by just from dating a Christian girl Eventually, he broke up with her uh, winter quarter, but he hung out with our Bible study so much that he stayed. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a, awesome. That's I love that. And then, Anna, you were telling me um, before service that your life was transformed through college ministry. So can you share about that? 
Yeah, um, so I don't actually officially work for Chi Alpha um, in official capacity. Of course, being married to Mike means that I'm still really involved in the ministry. Um, but one thing that I really love to share about and that I think is cool about my story when I get to go with Mike on all of his meetings is that I'm a product of Chi Alpha. Um, and so I did grow up in a Christian home um, and went to church regularly and, and knew who Jesus was. And I would say I had a relationship with him, um, but I wouldn't say it was consistent when I went to college. Um, and I kind of, as telling Debbie, I knew that I was supposed to live my entire life for God, but I had no idea how to do that or what that looked like. Um, and so that's kind of where I was when I went to Central Washington. Um, and I always tell people that college students are all searching for something. They might all be searching for different things. They might not even know what they're looking for, but everyone goes to college searching for something. We're all trying to find um, whatever. And I was one of those people. I was really searching. I was searching for purpose and belonging and you know, higher education. I'm one of the weird ones who likes school. So, <laughs> but I was searching for all those things and I found Chi Alpha pretty quickly. Um, it was really hard to avoid. There was way too many people in my life who were involved in Chi Alpha. And so that's kind of how I landed with them. Um, but every day I look back on that and I am just so grateful that I found Chi Alpha. Um, I think of what Sammy said at the very beginning, how something that impacted her was how a ministry reached her. Um, and that's exactly how I felt. I felt like someone was reaching out to me um, and wanted um, who I was and wanted to know me. And that's how I discovered that God doesn't just love me. He likes me and wants to hang out with me and wants to live life with me. Um, and so Chi Alpha just really transformed that perspective in me. And they just taught me how to dedicate my full life to the Lord and and how, like, again, like Sammy said, it, he wasn't, it started with him reaching just me, and it went beyond to, wow, he wants this for everybody. Um, and so I think, you know, Chi Alpha takes people no matter where they're at, like Devin, who wasn't a believer, and then me, who was, and totally can do a whole 180 in anyone. Um, and so that's what Chi Alpha did for me, is I found my sense of purpose and belonging, and so even though I'm not an official Chi Alpha missionary, I know that I'm a missionary for Jesus anyways. Um, I know that I'm still growing to know Jesus every day and that I'm helping the people around me also grow um, to know Jesus. So that's what Chi Alpha does. Um, I am here to be a living and breathing testimony of um, what Chi Alpha does, whether or not you end up working for them. Um, so that's just kind of cool. I am one of those students that these guys have reached um, and have put out into the world, and I get to continue making disciples in my everyday life, and they will make disciples, and it's just this whole chain of outreach, which is really cool. Amen. And then, Mike, you were going to share about a student transformed. Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to point out, uh, she brought me to Chi Alpha. I didn't <laughs> want to do Chi Alpha. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> But no, uh, last year I met a guy, his name is Tyler, um, and we, we kind of have a, a funny joke that like you reach people who are kind of like you, and so naturally I reach probably one of the only 6'4 guys uh, <laughs> that I found on campus, and so here we are week, I don't know, two of winter quarter in the front row of our tiny little service, blocking the view for everyone um, <laughs> as the two giants. Uh, but Tyler, I met him, and he was he's super interested in philosophy, which I'm also very interested in, and kind of um, science, psychology, which is just my realm of love. 
Um, and so then we started kind of talking about the Bible and how like that is related to why we're here, those big questions, what happens when we die, all this stuff, how do we know God is real? And so we just started kind of talking and reading the Bible more and more. Um, and yeah, it's just really fun to watch him kind of grow from um, an acceptance that maybe something exists to, okay, I'm pretty sure the God of the Bible is, is who exists and that he, he actually likes me. Um, and I mean, we're still having those conversations and it's just really fun. I love it. That's awesome. And then Cassidy, you had a story you wanted to share, right? Yeah. So last year I met a girl named Carrie on like the second day of school. Um, and I just saw her sitting at a table by herself. So I sat down next to her and we call it friending where you just sit down and say, hey, like this is my name and I'm just meeting students on campus. And she actually happened to be, to come from a Christian family, but she had she was a little bit older, and so she had taken, like, a couple years off of Christianity, I guess is what you could call it, um, to kind of explore other things. But she was kind of interested again, and, like, now she was, like, moved away from home and her family. She was kind of like, yeah, I think I want to try Christianity out again and just see what it is about. And, um, yeah, so it was, like, really fun because I was like, perfect, that's what I do. <laughs> um, so she started coming to my Bible study, and we started meeting weekly, and um, she's just so smart, and so it was just like three-hour-long one-on-ones of just like talking through everything, and um, yeah, she came to our discipleship class winter quarter, and I mean, she's just a phenomenal student to have in a class because she had like really good thoughts and really deep questions, and she wasn't afraid to like ask questions, um, and yeah, I think by the end, she said, yeah, like I found Jesus in Chi Alpha. Um, and she's now in Pennsylvania with her family because of COVID. Um, but yeah, I still get to talk to her every once in a while. So um, yeah, just really awesome to get to see a student go from, yeah, I don't know, I'll, I'll check it out again, to, yeah, I found Jesus. Like, I know him now. He's like, um, I have a relationship with Jesus. So that's really cool. Very cool. The word that comes to mind is investment, that you guys are investing time and taking time to build these relationships with these people. And that's just part of the transform transformative process in their lives. And it's so cool to hear. I know we've talked about the whole COVID challenges, but Karen, is there anything you want to add to how this year looks different and what you guys are trying to <laughs> do to overcome that? Yeah, I mean, we've touched on a lot of it. Um, but just thinking about like, um, I've heard people talk about just kind of the fatigue that we all live under, right? Like I'm, I'm going to go do this thing. Wait, now I have to like put that through the filter of all of the things that we have to consider in the world. And that definitely is, is hard in campus ministry. Um, as we know, the, the pub, if you're not familiar with Eastern, that's the Pence Union building. It is not a bar. It is the pub, <laughs> all capitals. Um, that's usually like the hub of, of student mm -hmm. life. And it's really like the only building on campus that is currently open under any kind of you can stay longer than a walk-in walk-out mm. and and like someone has already said we're allowed per the governor's guidelines to have one chair per table which really doesn't allow to meet with students and so the it's the physically like the meeting and and gathering which i'm sure a lot of you can relate to in your own life um but like I think like Sammy was talking about too, all the students that are living on campus, there are hundreds of them that have moved to Cheney. And I was so excited when I heard that, like students are here, mm -hmm. 
but I think it's the challenge of walking on campus and you're like, but where are they? <laughs> like, I think they're, they're in their dorm rooms and they're on Instagram, praise Jesus, that we can meet them that way. But it's, it's that challenge of like, we're, we're not allowed to go into the residence halls and we understand why it makes sense that we're not, but it's hard to like figure out what that actually looks like. Like, how do you actually go and meet a student where they're at? Um, so yeah, just trying to figure out where we can do that on campus and then have the, we've had, we had enough weeks outside so I can now invite you to my house where we can wear masks and be <laughs> socially distant <laughs> or is that weird? And so thankfully, like we've started being able to have Bible studies at our house and still have that approved through campus okay. um, with a you know small enough group and being able to have space for that. But yeah, I think it's just that like filtering through all of that, like food brings us together. Mm, that's not really some, uh, this. Pretty, so it's just filtering through all those things and really stretching our creative muscle and our, our prayer muscles and our trust muscles for sure. Yeah. So it sounds like one of the things that we need to be praying for is um, creativity mm -hmm. and just opportunity that's thinking outside the box, right? Yeah. Um, is there, are there any other ways that, cause you, the other word that came to mind is reach. And when I think about our missionaries, I see you guys as a hand that's reaching out. We're supporting that hand and you guys, we're supporting you so you can go and reach people that we can't, um, here inside our building. And so I, we're going to be definitely continuing to support and pray, but what are some other ways that Cheney Faith Center can pray or support you in other ways. And if you, each one of you want to share as we wrap things up, that would be great. So Mike and Anna, what can we be praying for you guys? Yeah, I think one thing, um, like specific to us, is mm -hmm. um, just figuring out our life schedule and stuff as she works full-time in-person at Mead High School, and I, like, work on campus, um, and so we're still trying to figure what our jobs look like in this kind of COVID season, um, and then for uh, the Bible study that I, I lead, the core group, um, with another one of our uh, younger CMA staffs, staff members, um, we would just love for all of our guys to come one, one <laughs> Tuesday night. That would be awesome. Uh, so if you guys could be praying for um, just our core group that we could all hang out together, read the book of John is what we're reading, um, and play games and, and just really commune to together. Yeah. Um, and just to kind of add on something to that as well, um, we kind of talked about how in campus ministry, the reason why we're all up here is because someone reached us, and now we're reaching someone else who's going to reach someone else who's going to reach someone else. And um, one of the bigger staff members in Chi Alpha organization started this really cool project called the Chi Alpha Family Tree. Um, he actually mapped up the discipleship family tree of Chi Alpha mm. um, in the Northwest and maybe even beyond that. But um, at least started there. And I mean, it was huge. And you just saw all these branches connecting everyone. And, and you got to see the impact you made and then also the impact of everyone that came before you. And I think that's something that um, missions work does in general, and then especially campus ministry. And then even what wasn't on the tree was like Devin reaching his family. You know, that stuff doesn't even get on the tree. So while the tree is huge, it also is so small because God's family and his kingdom is huge. And I think that 
Um, I would just like to ask for prayer that people don't lose sight of that vision, um, that students would see that, and that our supporters would also see that. That when you're praying and you're supporting us, you're not just supporting like Mike and Anna or even just Chi Alpha. You're really supporting the um, outer reaching of the family of God. Um, and so just prayer that that vision would really be cast to everyone. Amen. How about you, Sammy? Yeah, I think uh, for me, um, it's just really exciting to, I don't know, there's so many unknowns that it's almost like, okay, we really need you, God, to, to give us um, the thinking, like um, creativity. Um, I think prayer for me personally is just, it's not like every morning I wake up and I'm like, all right, I really want to do this. I think some mornings I'm like, okay, I just need God to like, I need you to give me the heart to do this. Um, and I think that will only come from spending time with him so that my time with him would be full, that I would pour from a full cup from with him. Because when I try to do it on my own, no, no fruit comes from that. Um, and that would be true for my whole team. Um, and I think another prayer request is just that, yeah, our team would like link arms tightly in this time. Um, yeah. Good. Karen? Uh, yeah, I think I would echo that about creativity, like I said earlier. And yeah, like we talk about like prayer is the work. So to continue to do that work and and pray for Holy Spirit encounters. Like, this student doesn't know who we are at all and is like, yeah, I'd love to meet with you for coffee. Um, that just happened this past week where the student actually half hour later texted me and said, I really enjoyed having coffee with you. And I was like, that never happens with college students. And so just seeing him answer those prayers in little ways um, and that, that those would be exciting to us as um, I'm a numbers person. I was a math major. And so that like can be <laughs> discouraging. Like I would usually be meeting with so many more students, but there's less there's less students here and there's students that God is like even handpicking for us to encounter. So those Holy Spirit encounters and, and creativity and how to find them or help them find us. That's good. And for health. Because it's it's usually sometimes like, oh, I have a cold, I'm tired, I don't want to come to Bible study, and you're like, come on, you can but you can't do that now. So um, for health, for all of us, would be great. Um, I guess for us personally, I'm 36 weeks pregnant, so Yay. I love a healthy baby, and I'm not, I don't want to get sick either. Um, so yeah, that's a personal one for us. Can you think of any? Yeah, I think um, kind of like what Sammy was saying for their team, We, uh, as Cassidy and I are leading this Chi Alpha team, <coughs> Just prayer for endurance, honestly, uh, for, for all of us. This exactly what we're doing right now isn't necessarily what we signed up for. And we trust in Jesus that, this, that he's using our, our work this year, just like he does every year. We believe that he's the one doing all the work anyway. I think that when there, when there are fewer students, especially when the weather gets a little bad and when the pub is particularly uh, desolate, it can be discouraging, just day to day. And so we want to be unified as a team, and we want Holy Spirit to carry us through um, this year and just help us to not give up hope. Uh, 
So prayer for endurance is kind of one of the keys. Again, Karen said prayer is the work. Amen. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what we believe. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys. Mark's going to close us out. He's going to pray for you. And uh, we believe that God's doing great things in you and through you. And I thank you for that. Amen. Could we give them a hand? Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Well, I also wanted to mention, for those of you that may not have known who our moderator was, this is Debbie Ron Holt, and she is our missions director, and so she leads a team of people in our church to uh, help our missionaries, and, and our missionary team does a great job of caring for all of our missionaries. They get cards throughout the year, and notes, and gifts, and and their kids get things, so that's good to know on the way, Cassidy. <laughs> that, um, so... Uh, that's really great. So uh, we just try to care for our missionaries best we can and just let them know that we love them and that Jesus loves them and kind of try to to help like what Taylor was talking about, about how, you know, it, it's hard to do what they're doing right now. And so we just want to support them. So Debbie helps us do that. I also want to remind you that um, you can check in on our missionaries anytime you want on our website. So when you go home today, or for those of you that are live and watching right now, you can go to our website right now and read about their bio and read more about them. And you can also go to our website and figure out how to give to each of them. So each of them are independent missionaries, and that's how they make their income and their living to just serve the Lord full time. And so if you'd like to give to one of them, you can go onto our website Click on their bio, and it will open some information about how you can give to them specifically. So it, as you watch this morning, maybe one of the individuals that's been talking up here or that was on a video just really tugged on your heart, and you feel like, man, the Lord's telling me to give every month financially to this person. Um, would you do that and go to their link and go to the website and, and sign up to be one of their financial partners? Most importantly, though, we can all be a prayer partner. Amen? We can all pray for the gospel of Jesus Christ to go forward at Eastern Washington University and in all the campuses around the world, and that we would be people that take the gospel to the ends of the earth and to our neighbors. And so would you pray with me? We'll pray for our missionaries and, and for ourselves to be missionaries too. Lord, we thank you so much for uh, what you're doing in the earth. We believe that you came and you rose again so that we could have eternal life. And you're making that possible at Eastern here in Cheney and to the ends of the earth. And Lord, I want to pray for our missionaries that we've seen highlighted this morning. Would you help each of them, especially during this COVID time that is so different and crazy and everything's upside down. And the way that we used to do ministry is not the way that we do it anymore. And the way that we connect as the church and the way that they connect to college students, the way that we connect to families globally, uh, that's all different. It's all changed. And so, Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your strength. We need your creativity. We need uh, miraculous things to happen. And so, Lord, we pray that. We pray that miraculous things would happen at EWU, that there would be um, relationships that happen that would not be based on even what these missionaries are doing. It would be a complete divine moment where, Holy Spirit, you just connected our missionaries with someone on campus, and it became a God moment. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit moved in a powerful way. And you connected them, and they got to learn about Jesus and have spiritual conversations and believe in Jesus for the first time. 
We thank you for that, Lord. And we ask you to do mighty miracles in our midst. Lord, I pray for us as people at Cheney Faith Center. I pray that we would find a missionary to support, that we would support one of them with prayer, with financial blessing, and that we would find a way to connect to their ministry and be more involved. Would you help us, Lord, as we just uh, spend another week in your presence and in relationship with you. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.